welcome to the CMIO Podcast, a show devoted to educating and informing those who are making healthcare easier for others. Whether you're involved with informatics, analytics, or new technologies that make the lives of our practicing clinicians better, this show is for you. My name is Dr. Mark Weissman, a practicing physician and CMIO, and the host of CMIO Podcast. So today's episode, CMIO in the news, to know for the week of July 11th, is the first time I'm doing some news coverage. Um, I'm going to just touch on a handful of articles, really from the perspective of what does a CMIO need to look at, be thinking about what articles are catching my eye, and you'll give me some feedback about what things you're looking at, and we can talk about more and, and cover that in other episodes. So my first story that I'm going to cover today is a press release out of Microsoft. It came out on the 8th. Microsoft and Providence St. Jones Health announced strategic alliance to accelerate the future of care delivery. So basically what's happening is uh, Providence St. Joe's, a huge health system on the West Coast, is going to partner up with Microsoft. They're going to use the power of Microsoft Azure and their AI with clinical expertise from Providence to transform the care experience. And I just want to read you a quote from, from Rod Hockman. Uh, he's the, a doctor and the, the president and CEO of Providence St. Joe's. He goes on to say, together we'll support doctors, nurses, and all caregivers by equipping them with innovative tools and technology that make it easier to do the vitally important work of improving lives. So I, I worked under Rod Hockman. He was a hospital president when I first started into medicine. And uh, he's obviously he's a brilliant guy. He's had a tremendous career. Um, it, so he, he, he's always been on the cutting edge and very innovative. He's done some very innovative things up at, part, at uh, Providence St. Joe's. And this is just another really interesting move. So what they're going to do is they're going to take a hospital uh, listen to this here. They're going to deploy next generation solutions and emerging technologies at a Providence St. Joe's affiliated hospital in Seattle. This site will enable modern clinical and operational experiences for both patients and providers. So they're going to take a, a hospital and create a playground. Uh, this would be a CMIO's toy store. Oh my goodness, what a fun opportunity that would be to play in there. All that cutting edge technology from Microsoft and having the, the uh, both financial backing and expertise of Providence. Uh, to be honest, I'm expecting really kind of cool things. I mean, you hear about uh, some weird mergers that happen in, in the healthcare space. I'm not exactly sure what JP Morgan and, and Amazon um, are, are cooking up there, but this one makes sense to me. Um, what a great partnership. Uh, can't wait to see what they come up with. Next article I want to talk about, uh, I picked up out of Healthcare IT News, and the name of the article is Blockchain Can Be a Game Changer in Healthcare. And I suspect that most CMIOs are not thinking about blockchain on a daily basis, and neither do I. I don't, I don't picture us going out right now saying, gee, what's going to be our blockchain uh, supplier? How do we start finding those companies now? But I do think we need to know what blockchain is and start following some of these topics. So this, um, it, it's an, not really an article. It comes from HIMSS TV. There appears to be a HIMSS conference going on right now in Europe. And they've interviewed this co-founder um, from a company called Medical Chain. And I just think he gives a really 
short, concise, five-minute overview of, hey, this is what blockchain is and this is why it's important. So if you're not up to speed on what blockchain is, because it's kind of a complex topic sometimes, certainly receives tons of hype and press whenever Bitcoin starts going, uh, going up. And I really don't follow what Bitcoin's doing because that doesn't have any relevance to me, but this stuff does. And I'll tell you where I think it does. I believe that health medical records are going to be portable and that patients are going to be the ones moving this data around so that my health information, when I want to go and see a specialist across town, that my information will be able to get there even though they use a different EHR. And as you all know today, as CMIOs, you battle interoperability problems every day. I think blockchain is going to be one of those technologies that helps gets us over some of the interoperability hurdles. If the patients can securely obtain and control the release of their data, they will show up at an office visit and go, well, here's my stuff, and the providers will be able to, to grab that and get secure and accurate information. So uh, I have not, I'm not going to tell you I've seen that solution right now, but from what I am learning, I believe that that is something that's coming up. And over the next few years, it is something a CMIO is going to want to know about. So watch that short video. It's five minutes. Um, healthcare IT news blockchain can be a game changer in healthcare. Uh, we'd love to get your feedback on this. Let me know your thoughts about where you see blockchain playing a role in healthcare. So the next article I want to talk about has to do with the latest release of ICD-10 codes. Now I know this makes everyone jump up and down for joy and how exciting. Um, this happens every year. It's actually not a surprise. And I just looked at some of the lists. I, I, there's always going to be some funny ones in there. But, but this year I saw a couple of them relate to atrial fibrillation. Uh, not that that's humorous, but there's long-standing persistent atrial fibrillation other persistent atrial fibrillation, chronic atrial fibrillation, unspecified, and permanent atrial fibrillation. And there's already some atrial fibrillation codes that are already out there. So now we have to figure out how and when we're supposed to use these. I'm sure they all have um, some prescribed length of time that the atrial fibrillation has been around that guides us. I don't, haven't quite seen what those are yet. But to cover a topic that's probably more pertinent to CMIOs is now you got to think about your groupers. Every time the new ICD-10 stuff releases, we have to think about groupers. And for those of you who aren't familiar with groupers, these are collections of codes that help identify a certain condition that you might be interested in looking at. So if I wanted to make a clinical decision support tool that looked at anticoagulating our, our patients with atrial fibrillation, I might make a grouper that all the atrial fibrillation codes in there, and if one of our providers dropped that code in their diagnosis section, then we, or put it in the problem list, then we'd say, ah, we'd fire the clinical decision support thinking this is someone who might benefit from anticoagulation. Now, someone has to maintain that collection of atrial fibrillation codes, those groupers. And so, many places you buy them. Some of them at times it comes with your EHR vendor. There are other vendors out there that will sell you groupers for different conditions. And some people make custom ones. And that's what I want to talk about today is every time this ICD-10 list comes out and changes, and it does every year, we have to think about the workload. And when you're sitting down to make custom groupers, Think about that. Do you really want to do this? Does our EHR vendor have one that's going to be good enough, close enough that they can maintain and that we might just have to modify and keep an eye on? 
I suspect the majority of you out there who are CMIOs right now do not keep an up-to-date list of every grouper you have in the system. Make sure there's no duplicates out there and that there's a change control process for, for keeping these groupers up to date. It's just not high priority. We, we're lucky if we have that for our clinical decision support tools or for our order sets or other tools that we have. Groupers tend to get pretty low uh, priority and um, most of our analysts have the ability to go in and make groupers and so they're working on a project, they'll go off and make their own and then you end up with lots of different groupers covering the same place. So think about the governance of that. That's why I bring that up. Um, not necessarily that it's groundbreaking news that ICD-10 came out with some changes to the codes, but how that does impact a CMIO that is going to be pertinent every year. The next story I want to talk about, um, it, it's a story that came out over a month ago, but I want to make sure it's been on people's radar. And that's that CMS has put out a request for information regarding the desire to reduce regulatory burden on providers and and so they have from this is from their website here we invite the public to submit ideas for regulatory sub-regulatory policy practice and procedural changes to better accomplish their goals of patients over paperwork that's the initiative started in 2017 um, I am strongly encouraging you to go and put your feedback in. www.regulations.gov and then search for patients over paperwork and you'll come to the RFI page and be able to leave your comments. Uh, you, you do not get the right to complain or, or criticize the healthcare system about all the regulatory burden unless you have stepped up and put your comments in there. That's my two cents. Um, so, this article is just a reminder that I saw out there it caught my eye I said oh yes we, we have to do that you have until August 12th so it's not forever do it today get it out there if if you are overwhelmed with the documentation burden then you have the right to comment on it uh, today I was sitting at my desk and I'm just looking at the stack of home health orders I need to sign. Some of these were renewals, some of them for the initial. I have to uh, uh, attest that, that the patient meets these following things. I don't see that as being particularly high value add. I'm not sure if that's something that they would tackle and fix, but these things, these papers that the, the home health agencies, the nurses print off and fax to us and then we scan into the EMR, lives in the media tab, so it lives there forever, junks it up, no one's ever going to read it. No one looks at these things. They do not add any value to the care. These are the kinds of things that we could easily get rid of and not have any impact, negative impact on healthcare. So that's my two cents on, on that topic. Um, make sure you go to www.regulations.gov and put in your two cents. The last article that I want to touch on here um, came from histalk2.com and it's just a one-liner and it says Novant Health moves its epic system to Virtue Streams hosting service and it's a press release I believe it's coming from the vendor there but I, I think it's big news and uh, I'll read just a, a paragraph 
and then I'll tell you why I think it's important here. The Novant Health Technology team sought innovative solutions to meet their epic application objectives, including a more predictable cost model and improved business speed and agility, while avoiding the need to completely re-architect its system every time new changes were necessary. As a CMIO, you may not be thinking that you're going to get into cloud architecture, data storage solutions. And yes, I agree with that. But I do believe that this is the trend that we are moving towards in healthcare, that healthcare systems are going to get out of the data storage business. It is not our core strength. So moving to the cloud, putting that responsibility of security and maintenance and being able to adjust the system as the requirements change, being able to get huge amounts of data to a third-party vendor to do your predictive analytics because it just takes you know large computing power to do that. You may not have that on-prem. So I think uh, more and more health systems are going to be focusing on solving their clinical problems and getting out of the business of data storage. And I think as CMIOs, we should encourage that. I, I believe that's the right direction. Our business is healthcare. We know healthcare really well. We know the workflows. We know our patients. We know the clinical care that needs to be delivered and the technology that has to be there to support it. And racks and racks of servers is probably not the business that we belong in. So uh, bring that to your attention. This is a, a fairly good-sized health system. They, they are well-known for being uh, in the leadership role in, in what they do with Epic sometimes. They've been on Epic a long time. So uh, really, I think, a very important article around moving us into the cloud in healthcare. So those are my articles for today. Um, thank you for listening to CMIO podcast. I've been your host, Mark Weissman, and you can reach out to me on LinkedIn, or you can email me at cmiopodcast at gmail.com, or go to the website, cmiopodcast.com, and connect to me uh, through there. Send me your ideas for shows, guests you would like to hear from, general feedback, throw me some news articles that you think are important, and uh, we can just connect. I look forward to bringing you our next episode.